Hi, my name is Titi Mutendi and you are listening to Enterprising Families Podcast. Welcome to the world of Enterprising Families where we discuss the issues of governance, next gen and looking at how families of wealth and family businesses growing into families of wealth can preserve their wealth, become better as they go forward into a new generation. everyone and welcome to this episode of Enterprising Families and in this episode of Enterprising Families I have Jeremy Cheng and we're going to be talking about family education and career development for enterprising families. Welcome Jeremy. Thank you Tissy so, uh, of having me here. So hello all this is Jeremy from Hong Kong. So I'm the uh, founder of Gem Plus Family Business Advisory and Research but my Personal passion is more on research, basically, but uh, just to do a, a little bit of advisory to uh, to inform my research in a way. Brilliant. And today we're going to be talking about family education and career development, like I said, in uh, enterprising families. And I know that this is uh, a topic that's uh, very close to you. And so to just jump in, we all know that family education is essential, especially when you're looking at building a multi-generational family and really looking at career development within families for family members, as well as for uh, non-family members that are joining the family business. What do you think about transitioning family from family business to business family in industry 4.0? And how will this affect career planning and education in family enterprises? Well, well. Thanks for this question. So, actually, I, I, I think I, I have to make it clear to the, uh, to the audience that well, this particular questions I request TC to add in too because it basically offers a broad background of what we are going to talk about regarding family education and career development in the next generation. So, um. Well, I, I personally uh, feel that I uh, think that well, um, the transitioning, uh, the transition of a family business to a business family is happening in the world, and but we have to be a little bit more critical of the term itself. Uh, in our field, we always talk about uh, family business, family firms, or family folds, and then uh, we, we we kind of have a um, more. Uh, contextual understanding of what, what it means right now. Uh, despite, um, there are a lot of uh, uh, definitional issues. People are, are thinking that, well, what, what counts towards the family business? But, well, uh, the trouble, well, what, uh, that I will say is more with the term of the business family. So we have a number of um, different terms describing uh, um, similar things or similar concepts, terms like enterprising family, families in business, or entrepreneurial families, uh, and the like. Uh, to me, business family carries a special meanings, and then there are a number of defining features uh, for that. And then if we cap, uh, capture those features correctly, we will be able to see how families can grow from generation to generation. And let me be uh, strict. Uh, let me go strict into the uh, defining uh, uh, um, uh, features of a business family. I'm uh, well, of course. Well, we in the field we all know John Davis, uh, who is the creator of the three circle model. And then I borrow some of his concept from this uh, for this uh, business family idea. So uh, John. Um, uh, Introduce the concept of uh, owner's mentality versus 
operator's mentality. In a way, when you are sticking with the family business, meaning that you are um, taking the operator's mindset, you always want to improve the business by increasing the efficiency or effectiveness of some processes in the business itself. But if you take owner's mentality, in particular, uh, particularly in this um, uh, era of disruptions, meaning we're facing a number of um, technological um, disruptions, like uh, you, you are seeing how AI is playing into the, uh, the business model, the robotics and the like, you, you will have to see how to balance the value of the business that you're running mm-hmm. with the opportunities that you have ahead. Mm. Basically, the owner's mindset is uh, seeing one thing. You have to be psychologically calm uh, to make the, uh, the, the judgment whether you should be keeping the legacy business. Here, it comes in our term, legacy business. It is basically the, uh, the, the business that you or your, uh, your father or grandfather are founding. You have a lot of emotional attachment to it because it takes the glory, it takes the family name. But is it best choice in this kind of disruptions to keep or in or reinvest in a legacy business that does not have so-called future. Mm-hmm. So um, in a way, I'm talking about um, um, defining business family with the idea of owner's mentality. Mm-hmm. And another defining feature is basically the ownership of a portfolio of business and assets. Well, co- uh, comparing this with family business, family business is one single entity and then for succession, you keep that particular business from one generation to, uh, to the next generation. Mm-hmm. But for business family, you own a portfolio. The portfolio could be, well, could include the, uh, the, business, uh, the, the legacy business, but at the same time, it could include other new ventures that you add into the, uh, the business, the family invest in. The important thing here is the investment uh, mentality. So the term portfolio is actually coming from the finance field, and then we borrow it to, uh, to, to develop this idea of portfolio entrepreneurship, which basically is the core of uh, a business family. So having said so much about um, business family itself, mm-hmm. and then having linked this to the complex um, external environment, meaning, uh, again, uh, I'm talking about disrupt, uh, disruptive technologies or the mm-hmm. geopolitical place that we have right now, or some other uh, global changes uh, like the climate changes, we are seeing that there are a lot of pressure on the next generation. There are a lot of pressure for them to change. And that's why we need to see career planning and career development and at the same time family education in a different way so that we can prepare the next generation as well as the business family to create a new future for themselves that Mm -hmm. can be sustainable. So I think it it gives a very good, uh, a very broad uh, understanding of the topic, but basically it is to prepare for the future of the next generation, let them feel engaged. Right. And looking at what you've just said, what then would we define as what is family education and why is it important for the family? So it, it is a very good question. So I think when we talk about family education, it's just, uh, well, I, I would say it is still a, a, a little bit of a new idea here in our field. Well, 
basically the, uh, the, the reason why family education has been new mm-hmm. in a way is no one created a service before um, uh, called, I can help you to prepare for your family education. So, um, but these days, the mentality has been changing. Um, we are turning into a so-called learning society, and that's why the concept is being treasured. But back to the definitional question of what is uh, uh, what a family education program or family education is, mm-hmm. I would say it is all a thing, or it is nothing. It is all a thing because uh, well, it is all a thing that happens in the family because all things happened. Could be construct or to uh, can be interpreted and perceived as a learning opportunity for the family and then for the next generation. So, I I do a very quick um, uh, uh, analysis of what could happen in a uh, in a family business and then um, and a business family and then try to identify the types of the learning initiatives and the education initiatives that could happen. And then I could count 20 to 30 stuff. It could be, well, understanding of the family history, family stories, or knowing the family artifacts. It could be the career development part. It could be the mentorship or coaching. And it could be, well, the family business 101, which is the learning of the shared value and then how to change the shared value itself, uh, mm-hmm. shared values itself. And it could also incorporate other things like formal education, which we usually discuss with our kids, but not in a very systematic way, mm-hmm. or how we could work with advisors. And as family trans, uh, goes from generation to generation, it could inc- incorporate more um, uh, systematic structures like, well, having a reading groups for the family. Well, we have uh, family philanthropy projects that the, that the kids can learn together and then can also shuttle um, the parents in some sort of the, the philanthropic uh, activities or the family bank or the angel scheme that we can train uh, train the next generation mm-hmm. for what they could do for the family in the future. Or mm-hmm. some other types of the uh, family business seminars and education tours. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, to the bigger, uh, to a more holistic level, we also train them to be um, leaders or the governors of the business and the family through the engagement with the boards or the family council or, um, you know, having them to, um, you know, sort of uh, leading changes in the family constitution. Mm-hmm. And recently we grow with the idea of um, uh, a chief learning officer. Mm-hmm. So all these could be family education, but it could, uh, well, one could lose themselves into all this if we do not see system there. Mm-hmm. If we do not see systems there and systems are very important when it comes to setting up educational programs for the family and uh, ha- and having a step by step way of running uh, the education pro- uh, program and w- talking about steps, what steps should a family take to set up the family education program? And what should, what should a family education program look like? I know every family is different and every educational program will be different, but then there should be uh, some sort of guideline that you would probably um, advise. Well, uh, actually, I, I would say what you, you have described, each family is different. Mm-hmm. And that's why they, they should have their own uh, journey of developing their you know, the family education uh, program or system. So, um, and 
I still embrace this idea because every time when I work with families to develop uh, whatever governance system or to help them with um, uh, what they would like to do within the family to, to enhance the unity or a harmony with the family, I see them as unique. Same here, when we uh, develop a family education program with the family, the most important thing is really go and look into the uniqueness of each family how they see their future is like, and the values that they embrace. Mm -hmm. In the middle, we begin to see, oh, okay, this is uh, what they want to achieve in five years, 10 years, and tw uh, 20 years or, or longer. So by the way, well, um, here in Hong Kong, we have a family by the name of Lee Kong Ki, the oyster sauce business, and then they, uh, they, they own an oyster sauce business, but then they are, they are actually, uh, that particular business is only well, one fifth of their, uh, their, their portfolio, but they are, they are thinking of uh, living for a thousand years. So um, of course, if you are thinking of a thousand year family and then a thousand year uh, business family, mm -hmm. the learning curriculum could be quite different from those who are just um, you know, uh, a founder who are, who are in their 60s and then passing the, uh, uh, thinking of passing the baton to the kids who are 30 or 40. Mm -hmm. so, the, the, the training could be a different, a little bit different, but then uh, and the education could be a, a little bit different. Basically, the steps is well, if there are any uh, uh, concrete steps mm -hmm. to understand the needs of the family itself, the development that uh, each of the family member wants. Well, should it be in the family system or in the business system or in the ownership system, and find ways to engage mm -hmm. each member in particular roles related to the family, uh, family education, get the buy-in mm -hmm. and have uh, concrete review plans of how we, uh, the family together can move to the direction that they want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then looking at moving in the direction that they want and seeing the family moving together and the, the obvious um, understanding that each family is different, what are the important elements that should be put in, in a family education program? Well, uh, here I borrow um, the, the concepts from uh, my master and my good friend, uh, Dennis, Dennis Jaffe. Mm -hmm. uh, and in his new book, Borrow from My Grandchildren, I think um, a, a, a number of the audience here would, be, would have heard of the book already. It's a great book and then I like it. And, uh, and I'm, I'm privileged to be one of the uh, so-called critical uh, reviewer of the book itself. And taking that particular, um, 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 uh, the idea from that particular book, I was seeing uh, eight elements that family should be building and then thinking of uh, to build the curriculum itself. Um, of course, when we are talking about these elements, all of them are contributing to the idea of building capitals for the family. So mm -hmm. should it be the financial capital, the social capital, or the spiritual capital, or even trust? So, and in order to build all this, we, uh, well, I, uh, Dennis identified from a number of uh, studies that he had and uh, point to eight critical dimensions. Mm -hmm. So what we have, well, I, he has different terminology and then I try to um, make it more sexy in a way um, by calling it an eight C's. So starting with the letter character, mm -hmm. competence, commitment, connections, 
collaboration, communication, changeability, which is uh, uh, very important these days, and curiosity. Mm. So for each of the character, so um, character uh, for each uh, of these character, uh, I mean these features or the elements, well, um, it contributed to build uh, the development of the bigger family capital base. And like for character, it is re uh, basically the ethical sensitivity that we should let our next generation and all family members uh, uh, share. And then competences and a, a clear uh, uh, element because, well, families running without the necessary competence now and in the future would be dangerous. But then in defining the competence, it's not only the, uh, the competence of working, it's also about uh, the, the financial literacy. It is also about the governance skills. So how they could be a good governor for the family and then the family portfolio and the ownership skills. And in terms of commitment, so they would be able to see themselves as part of the family, a good partner and a steward of the family reputation. Mm -hmm. In terms of connect connection, it's just the building of the community. So we know that families and family business uh, uh, have a, a very robust uh, understanding of the community, uh, community, uh, com community's need. And then we have to build a trust uh, and um, their personal commitment to this community. I mean, the, uh, the, the society that they live in, as well as in the family itself. Mm -hmm. And Collaboration, the, the fifth C, sorry that I, I did not uh, point out uh, one, two, three, four, five and uh, before, but then there's a fifth C is a collaboration, which is the ability to work together and with give and take. So it is really the compromise uh, that families uh, should build and together they will be able to work as a team. Mm -hmm. So it could be a sibling team, it could be a cousin consortium, or it could be a business enterprise that they could grow together. Of course, um, some people would, would like the idea of enterprise because it is uh, somewhat uh, um, aggressive uh, an idea, but the, the basic thing is they could work together and they know how to give and take in order to sustain the, uh, the family. Mm -hmm. And the safe uh, dimension, the communication is really about Building emotional bondage. Well, don't let emotion ruin the business itself. Mm -hmm. And it takes into the consideration of a transparency and um, sharing of the information, genuine emotion. The seventh point is uh, changeability, which, uh, which is uh, highly relevant in today's uh, environment about uh, with the coronavirus still going on. It is really about the resilience, how we could change um, uh, refers uh, back to the uh, um, globe, uh, um, to the environment, adapt, and uh, it would be a fundamental part uh, that we need in the family education curriculum. And well, we will talk about uh, 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 how to build a family to be more entrepreneurial in the future, and it is basically one a part of it. And the final C is the curiosity or creativity which is the ability to seek out and discover novel possibilities. And again and again, it comes back to the uh, concept of disruptions. Mm -hmm. We are living in the disruptions and that curiosity or creativity would help us out um, uh, to the new world. 
And looking at, uh, again, at the family, we've explored what it looks like to, um, to help create an education program for the family as a whole. Let's go, let's zoom into family members, individual family members. What should a personal development plan look like for individual family members? <laughs> well, I would take a five-step approach mm-hmm. to uh, develop theme uh, next generations and with uh, and, and with a global picture of the, uh, the family education. The first step is basically uh, uh, the wealth messages. Mm-hmm. So, um, of course, we are uh, we are visiting the idea of a business family. Business is still um, an important thing, but we have to grow them to understand the meaning of business by understanding the meaning of wealth. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's just a long-term process. Uh, it, it happens. Well, I would not say day one when when you're, uh, when, a, when the kid is born, but then it happens in the early stage when they, uh, when they begin to build the idea of what money is and then how um, they associate themselves with money and seeing it as a tool and not a, uh, and, and not a final destination that they uh, they want to uh, want to do, and to build that kind of a wealth messages, well, uh, family will have to develop a critical conversation mm-hmm. uh, with their kids, and this should, should start very early on. And there are a lot of um, um, uh, tools uh, right now in the field talking about um, uh, the wealth concept. But I would say the most and uh, the most important uh, tool, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is the parents' modeling. If they see the parents being uh, 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 not frugal, but then uh, you know um, they they spend on the things that they serve, and then they see the parents investing in other people, and that would create, uh, pass on a very strong message to the next generation. So this is the strongest tool, I would say. And, but at the same time, there are ongoing process. So when, the, when they're kids, you can, uh, you can see uh, the power of modeling. And when, ch- when they grow up uh, to the young adolescents, you can see that they will be able to participate in the Family Philanthropy Project. And that would create uh, a, a strong impact on them especially if they are uh, they are required to go to the ground to, uh, and then see how all those um, uh, uh, NGOs the family work with or other initiatives the family uh, um, go into and then they, they work on the ground level and see how the world is. This is a strong message del- uh, delivering through all this kind of uh, um, uh, uh, initiatives. So I think the first, the first thing is to develop and build a wealth concept and the wealth message with it. And building from there, there are a certain skills mm-hmm. that fam- uh, and capabilities that uh, uh, the next gen uh, should have or the, rise, uh, the rising generation should have. Um, so assess your own skills and capability what you are and what you want to uh, want to do, and then what kind of things you need to learn mm-hmm. to do it, how you will be able to learn it, 
what kind of preparation of experience do you need to develop your own capability? And how would you assess yourself in these areas? And the family would need to identify someone who can help uh, participate in the process to uh, call, um, not to supervise, but then you know to give guidance to the uh, general uh, to the rising generation in their assessment and how to make sure uh, and make sure that uh, they work in the uh, in a in the in the right direction for themselves and for the family. The second thing, uh, the sec second step is really to, for the next generation to move out of the bubble of the family uh, privilege. Mm -hmm. And well, I, me I mentioned already. So when 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 they grow up and then they they, they should participate in a, a, in different initiatives. It could be the family philanthropy. It could be going back to the uh, family business to work as an intern. And at the same time, we always encourage them to work outside, mm. um, and not only in the family business, but because. When you work outside, hi. Well, I don't. I'm not uh, to, uh, going to the extreme, asking them to hide their family name. So, because for some families, even you hide a family name, you're you're going to be identified. But working outside in an environment in an environment that is not totally related to your family business, mm -hmm. it will help them grow uh, the awareness of what are the issues that they have uh, that uh, that we have in the world, and then. Next gen, uh, the rising generation should be able to support themselves in the process, take risk, and then to calculate risk, and then to uh, foresee kinds of them um, uh, adversities in their life, and then they have to begin resolving all things on themselves, and this is important. The third, uh, the third step, or well, the criteria I would say is really to find someone who can mentor you, who can guide you, and then to, who could be serving as your coach. So in, uh, in some family, uh, business families, they have um, uh, an uh, elders council, and then this could be a source of um, uh, uh, a mentor uh, and the mentorship or the coaching. But then at the same time, the next gen should be able to identify someone, or it could be more than one, basically, um, um, who could be their mentor in different aspects that they would like to grow. I remember um, uh, a family for 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 rising generation. They have a five to six different mentors for the uh, the rising gen because they see that the next gen would need well in the business skills. They uh, they would need uh, the next gen to develop the marketing skills, and then they have identified marketing expert for them. Well, they see someone who who really uh, wants to develop the personality in a way that would be uh, the next gen needs to be uh, persevere and then to go through. Uh, you know, to follow through things, and then they have identified an, an other uh, uh, coach to help him with the, uh, the, the difficulties. So I think families should be able to provide the resources, uh, should it be the, uh, the financial resources in the uh, social network to help them with um, finding a, a suitable mentor that aligns with the family's uh, philosophies and the values, and at the same time benefit, uh, benefiting the next generation. So the fourth one, and I would say it is also a critical step, is to develop credibility. In turn, uh, it, this is more the credibility inside the family. And there are a couple of questions that um, families should consider and the next gen should consider. Mm -hmm. What is the most important message that you want to deliver to the family? Mm -hmm. And what is the difference between the interest, capability, and the credibility? 
how do others know what you can do and how you can add value? So most of the time, so uh, the, uh, are the, the rising generation, they are very capable. They are, ex especially when we're talking about the industrial revolution 4.0, they are better and uh, uh, they're more sensitive to the technology. They can identify the technology faster than we do. And this is uh, uh, evident from uh, my pre pre previous research already. And well, but the thing is, they are not ready to tell others what I can add value to. And at times they feel shy, uh, maybe that they are shy or they're too arrogant in, in their ability. So mm -hmm. finding a way that the next gen can breach their ideas that they can contribute to the family and the business and the portfolio will be very important. So, and there will be a learning curve for them to, to see in this kind of role. And the final, uh, the final one, the fifth step is really to de develop the legitimacy, which is more for the external side. How the next gen could be perceived as a leader, either in the family or in the business or in the portfolio. And it, is, it should go beyond the heredity legitimacy mm -hmm. in a way I earned the position, not because I am a family member. I earned the position because I grow a small team to a big team. I grow a structure from a very simple one to a complex one and I mastered that process. And I experienced the failure and got uh, gains of sex through there. So this is the type of external legitimacy that the next generation should develop. And in the process, it's just the re-identification or realignment of the, um, the identity that the next generation has with the family and share the reputation and strengthen the reputation of the business family itself. And then, of course, it is not always a strict path. And the next generation, uh, the rising generation, should be able to remove threats Mm -hmm. in the process. And it could be through the system. So when we're talking about the family constitution or whatever, there are processes that can help uh, remove the threats that is offered, uh, that is presented to the next generation. And finally, through the system itself, it could endorse the leadership role of the, uh, the, uh, the next generation. And I think this, well, while we are talking about family education, mm -hmm. all this also happened when we are talking about family governance or corporate governance in a way. And we have to embrace all these ideas in the holistic planning. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, um, Jeremy, for um, opening up and really digging deep and um, showing us some of the things that really need to be considered with individuals in their personal uh, development plan. As the final thought and as a wrap up, um, I'd like you to share how important uh, it is for career development planning in general and more specifically for family enterprises. Well, I think most of the families right now, um, they fail to engage the next, uh, the rising generation for one particular reason. They see, they take the old concept of family business, which is 
being well, uh, recalling the past when the birth rate is really high, and then each family would have three to four kids, and then they would ask the kids to present themselves as a very competitive leader, and show their talents to, in front of the parents, as just just like a talent show, and then uh, and ask the parents, pick me, pick me, pick me. But nowadays, it's a totally different game. We know the demographic has changed. We know that each family is smaller. Families get smaller and smaller. And uh, in a way, the next generations do not need to be waving their hands to the parents, "Get me back, get me back." Instead, it should be the parents sometimes to attract the next generation, their only son or their only daughter. Come back, we need you.、Mm-hmm. But how could they do it? Of course, using emotion. So the parents love to. Well, I, I'm not. I do not mean that we should use it as a tool. But then you, you show genuine care to your next generation, and they will、uh, uh, at the same time show the. Care, I mean, the, the next generation will show the、uh, care to you, and by taking care of what you concern. Of course, this is one of the path, but、uh, one one other way, but. Back to back to the base、uh, back to basic. We have to take care of the next generation, the career, what they could do in the future、mm-hmm. for the family and for the business、mm-hmm. before we can attract them. And career planning is basically part of the idea. So、mm-hmm. you give them a clear progression path when they will be able to. Go into the、uh, business at what level?、Mm-hmm. Kind of a training they could they could receive and the support they could receive from the family, and at a certain point, when they when there is a, a clear criteria a clear set of criteria、uh, developed by the family, of when the CEO transition could take place,、mm-hmm. that would help next generation see the future. And that set of criteria should be executed. Well, of course, we are just talking about a very limited set of、um, uh, career options here. Meaning, going back to the family business, as I reiterated, the concept of business family. The important thing is really to let the next generation,、uh, the rising generation, know the options available.、Mm-hmm. Not only in the business, it could. Also, be helping the family develop new ventures and adding back、uh, add all this back to the family portfolio and help the family to develop、uh, develop into a business family and avoiding the trap of、um, family business uh, being uh, becoming doomed. So, in a way,、mm-hmm. career development should embrace、um, uh, the concept of fit to the role. And at the same time, entrepreneurship, allowing the next generation to develop a career of choice. And the more important thing here is, family business should offer freedom. And in in the academic terms, sorry for for being a little bit academic here, a boundaryless career, a a career without boundary.、Mm-hmm. They can elect to go into the family business. Anytime they like, and then they can they can go out, 
And in my, sur in, in my study with survey, we see that the rising generation in Asia, they are very aggressive. They want to take the CEO role of the family business at the same time, creating their own uh, venture that they like, that could leave their own mark uh, in, in the family history. So this is the type of the career planning that I'm, I'm calling families to consider. All right. Thank you so, so much, Jeremy, for spending time with me today and for enlightening us about family education and career development for enterprising families. We look forward to many such similar discussions going forward into the future. Thank you. Thank you, Jessie.